1: Hey there, Sierra here. I just wanted to hop on before this episode starts and let y'all know what it is. Um, We recorded an episode this past week, and halfway through the episode, Ashley's mic died, and we were not able to get any usable audio from her mic. So we tried to continue recording the episode with her AirPods. Um, It did not go well. It really didn't sound good. The quality just wasn't there, and it wasn't something we were comfortable putting out. That being said, thanks to our amazing Pepperoni Patronis, we were able to order her a mic on the spot in the middle of the episode, and it will be here on Wednesday when this episode airs. But unfortunately, it was not going to be here in time to re record that new episode. So we're going to re record that and release it next week. But in the meantime, we wanted to make sure y'all got an episode. So uh, what I did is I actually went ahead and released one of our Patreon exclusive episodes. Going to give you guys a little taste of that. So, this is actually the first episode we ever released on our Patreon. All of our Patreon members should have heard it by now. And I know, Pepperoni Patroni, you're probably thinking, what the heck is wrong with you? I gypped you, but for y'all, I put an episode out on the Patreon. So, head on over there to get your new episode of your weekly dose of Wicked. And you will get another bonus episode in the month of October to make up for it. So, you're still getting extra episodes. Uh, but yeah, here's just a little t- a little taste for you of what um, Patreon episodes are like. We don't really, you know, beat around the bush. We jump right into the episode. I feel like we have a little bit more fun on the Patreon. We loosen up a little bit more on the Patreon because we know that it's like people that genuinely like us. Not that the rest of you don't like us, but like these people pay for us. So they must like us, you know, for who we are. Uh, but anyway, I hope you enjoy it. And... If you liked what you heard, you can head on over to Patreon, sign up for your own Patreon account, where you can become one of our wonderful pepperoni patronis. So, again, thank you, Patreon members, for buying Ashley's mic. We appreciate it more than you will know. And maybe next month we can buy me a new mic. Who knows? Anyway, without further ado, here is this beautiful episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley.
2: And this is your Patreon exclusive Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Wicked.
3: drinking coffee or wine in that coffee cup? I'm actually drinking peppermint tea.
2: <laughs> to soothe my throat.
3: Well, that's lame.
2: <laughs> no, it's not lame. All right, let's roll into it, Holmes. Okay, Holmes. So, uh, welcome to the first bonus episode for our beautiful Patreon members. Um, There are currently only two of you, but hopefully at some point we'll get more and then they'll listen to this episode. Anyway, I told you I had a little mini episode for you and it was going to be a surprise. You weren't allowed to know what it was. A mini surprise. Yes, a mini surprise. A teeny tiny little weekly dose of Wiccan. First of all, I want to ask you, I want to have a little Q&A with you. With me? Yeah. Okay. I want to see how well you know me. You ready? Okay. What's my favorite color? Yellow. Correct.
3: Uh, What is my biggest fear in the world? You're afraid of a lot of things you're a scaredy cat.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not. I have one thing that I'm extremely,
3: (laughs) I am more afraid of than others. Bridges. What about bridges? Them collapsing and you dying. Right, but specifically what kind of bridges? Oh my gosh, bridges over water.
2: Okay, thank you. Well, there's different kinds of bridges. I'm not so much afraid of the bridges over other roads. I'm mostly just afraid of the bridges over water.
3: I don't know why bridges wasn't a sufficient answer.
2: Because it wasn't. So anyway, terrified of bridges over water, or really any road that comes like close to water, I just am very terrified that I'm going to drive right off the road into the water and drown with my small children. Even to the point where I've had practice drills of getting my kids out of the car in time before we would be submerged in water
3: you even have one of those window breaky things yes and that's all thanks
2: to your coworker jenny she probably will never hear this because she won't join patreon but no thanks jenny
3: she does listen to all of our normal doses of wicked just not our tiny ones yes yes
2: yes not our tiny patreon ones okay but anyway whatever terrified of being in the water um i watched a youtube video one time that said from the time your car hits the water until you're completely submerged you have 87 seconds to get out so, like, I even have times where I, like, have pulled into my driveway super fast and quickly unbuckled all of my children from their five-point harness car seats and
3: thrown them out the window. Did you successfully do that in 87 seconds? Not actually throwing them out the window, but
2: yes, every time. Huh, I'm impressed. I'm very, I'm very successful at it. But anyway, anyway, regardless, I just want you to keep that in your back pocket, okay? Will do.
3: Thus concludes the Q&A.
2: I'm glad I passed. All right, so, um, today I'm going to tell you the story about Aaron Foster and Jeremy Bechtel. Do you know who they are?
3: No, but I'm going to assume they died on
2: a bridge. No, they did not die on a bridge, actually. Hmm. Okay. I just told you that fun fact for no reason. I don't believe you. On April 3rd, 2000, Aaron Foster, 18, and Jeremy Bechtel, 17, were hanging out at a friend's house just outside of Sparta, Tennessee. They left the friend's house around 10 p.m. in Aaron's 1998 black Pontiac Grand Am. Multiple witnesses saw them get into the car and leave together. But unfortunately, that was the last time anyone would see Aaron and Jeremy alive. Or at all, for that matter. Um, There's not a lot of information available on the disappearance of Aaron and Jeremy, even after over 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. Happened in 2000.
3: They vanished without a trace in 2000. April 3rd, 2000. Oh, you did say 2000, but that doesn't seem like 20 years ago. (laughs) It was, in fact, 20 years ago. (laughs) 22, to be exact. Yes. That makes me feel old does it i do like that mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah well okay but yeah so even after 20 years there's really nothing nothing going on with them um it also doesn't really appear that there was much of an investigation into their disappearance <sighs> like it was really hard to dig up stuff on this case but uh from what i could find uh jeremy and aaron they were just really good friends they weren't involved romantically at all they're just best friends they were both really well liked uh, they were both described very lovingly by pretty much everyone i mean Aaron was, you know, like, sweet and popular. Jeremy was an athlete. He was on the football team. They were seniors. It was April. They were going to graduate in, like, two months and, I mean, start their lives. Really sad. It's super sad. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. So the day of their disappearance, Aaron came home from school after picking up her brother. And she asked her mom if she could go to a friend's house. Uh, And even though it was a school night, her mother, Leanne, gave her permission, I also thought, okay, well, I was telling Allison about this. And Allison's not going to listen to this either because she's not the Patreon. So I said, I thought it was so weird that, like, she was going to hang out with her friends. Like, some sources said it was a party. And other sources said that it was just, like, a hangout. And I was like, you know, it's super weird that like she was going to a party on a
3: Monday night. No? Yeah, because she was in high school, right?
2: Yeah, she was in high school. And it was a Monday night. And I was like, that's so weird. She was going to a party on a Monday night. I was like, I never went to a party on Monday night. And Allison was like, that's because you didn't hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> so I was like, thank you, Allison. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, I never went to a party on a Monday night in high school. I definitely partied on a Monday night in college. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like she was a high school senior. And
2: depending on who you what you look at, there's it could have been a party or it could have just been a hangout. Either way, Whatever. I mean, I hung out with my friends on a Monday night, but like my idea of hanging out on Monday night was like going to Bojangles, you know, getting a chicken biscuit or something. (laughs) I mean, we didn't do anything crazy.
3: Anyway, whatever. Well, we also had um, very strict parents. so I mean, yeah, because I don't I don't know
2: that I ever asked. my. I mean, I was never like, hey, mom, can I go to a party? I don't know. I ever did that. I mean, like birthday parties, but not like ragers. The answer would have been a straight up negative. Yes. Okay. well, whatever. Aaron's mom, Leanne, was like, yeah, sure. Go for it. You're 18 years old, you're a senior, go have fun. So, Aaron headed out to go hang out with her friends. And when she got there, Jeremy was already at the party. So, at some point during the evening, Jeremy called his dad and let him know that Aaron had showed up to the party and he's going to catch a ride home with her. So, that's essentially it. Like, that's the whole story. There's really nothing else. They just never came home. They actually, the dad of Aaron, I cannot remember his name, but Aaron's dad said at first they weren't really worried about it because Aaron was 18 years old and she was a senior. And when she didn't come home, that night like leanne you know called aaron's dad and was like hey aaron never came home and he was like i mean what are we gonna do she's 18 she's leaving for college in a couple of months or she's moving out in a couple of months whatever like she's gonna be on her own in a few months anyway she probably just stayed out with friends like what are we gonna do ground her and then when she didn't come home for the second day that's when they
3: got concerned
2: so at that point they reported
3: i find that really weird because mom and dad still tell me what to do i mean they still try to tell <laughs> me what to do and i'm 25 <laughs> i know i mean you know you've heard the story a million times but it still blows my mind. The one time I was like, what, 18 or 19? We were on vacation. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go walk to, by the beach. And dad was like, uh, no, you're not. You're not going by yourself. And I was like, dad, I'm 18 years old. And he was like, I don't care. You're not going by yourself. I'm going with you. Yeah. And was that not like in New York at the beach? Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: at a campground that was like closed in, you know, like members only, not like a public beach. Yeah.
3: Yes. No, it was at a private beach. And dad would not let me go by myself. Yes. And I had to call my job. Because I was off for the week, but they were, like, calling me, and I didn't have any signal, and the beach was the only place I had signal. So I had to go to the beach in order to call them back, and Dad made me go with him. Well, it just goes to show that they cared about our well-being.
2: I understand, though, because even now, like, Mom and Dad still have our locations, and they claim they don't check them, but that's not true.
3: True, because a couple (laughs) days ago, Mom called me at work. Oh, no, she texted me and said, you're at the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) I work at a hospital, first of all. (laughs) You at the hospital? I was like, uh... Yes. No? I mean, yes, you were at the hospital. <laughs> I mean, yes. Well, I work across the street from the hospital, not like in the main campus of the hospital. Right. And she's like, well, I checked your location and you're at the hospital. Well, yeah, because I work there, mother. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they try to say they don't check our location, but they still do.
2: And you're 25, almost 26, and I'm 29, almost 30. So, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was kind of crazy too, but whatever. They weren't concerned about it. So... Again, like, there just really wasn't a lot on the case. Like, the police kind of thought maybe they ran away because there were just no leads. Like, they didn't even report them missing for a couple days because they thought they were just, like, hanging out with their friends. And they were apparently, like, cool, 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 guys. Do what you want. We don't care. Um, Well, they were cool kids
3: hanging out on a Monday night. Right. They were definitely the cool kids.
2: Anyway, the police thought maybe they ran away. And their parents were like, yeah, no, they didn't run away because neither one of them ever picked up their last paychecks from the week before. If they are going to run away, they would have taken their paychecks, which I agree. 100%. You would not run away without getting your paycheck. Over the years, there were like random sightings here and there. Like some people said they saw Aaron Foster in Florida. Um, there was also like sightings of possibly her car in Florida, which wasn't crazy because apparently Aaron and Jeremy had both talked about moving to Florida after they graduated. So it wasn't crazy to think that they'd run away. But police did watch Aaron Foster's um, social security number as well as her driver's license number, and it's never been used. So, it's not likely that she's in Florida.
3: Unless she changed her whole identity. I feel like it's got to be difficult. Right. And they've never gotten a hit on Jeremy either. So, they also got random
2: tips that Aaron and Jeremy were murdered and dropped down a well, which I think is oddly specific. Um, so, they did search many random wells in the county, but they never found them. Um, another thing that they did was search local bodies of water, thinking that possibly they went off of the road into the water. But they never came up with anything doing that either. So, really, essentially, like this case has
0: nothing. Like, there's nothing there at all.
2: So, in 2011, Sheriff Steve Page is put on the cold case. Um, I don't know what his title was at the time in 2011, but he was elected the sheriff in 2018. And when he was elected sheriff, he promised the family that as long as he was a sheriff, that he was going to work Aaron and Jeremy's case. He... Started looking into this back in 2011 when he's first assigned to it. But there's just, again, there's not anything to go off of. Like, there's literally no information. There's some random sightings in Florida. There's some random tips that they may have been murdered and thrown down a well. But, like, there's just nothing there. So he ended up actually deciding to just start completely over. So this is sometime after 2011. At this point, they've already been missing for at least 11 years. If not, it doesn't say exactly when he started over. But he decided he decided to go back to the beginning. So when he did this, he actually discovered that the story I told you in the beginning Mm -hmm. was completely wrong. That's not what happened at all. Hmm. Not even a little bit. According to the very first piece of evidence that he found, Aaron and Jeremy left school together. So they didn't meet at the party. Like, they left the school together. They together went and picked up Aaron's little brother. And then they went and dropped Aaron's little brother off at the house. Aaron then called her mother and was like, hey, can I go to this party? And she said, yeah, go for it. So they headed out. Um, But based on the evidence, they never made it to the party. Hmm. Yeah. So the problem with that is they've been searching the wrong route of travel for 20 years. And
3: How did it take
2: them this long to figure out that
3: they were never at the party?
2: I have no idea. That's what I don't understand. So I thought maybe they were wrong. And maybe it was actually like I was thinking like maybe, you know, maybe it's a hangout. Maybe it's a party like, you know, back and forth between those two. But this leads me to believe it had to have been like a raging party. Right for people to have been like, oh yeah, they left together, but then like actually they didn't ever get there. Right. So with this new evidence, though, they realize they never made it to the party. So they've been searching the wrong route of travel all along because they've been looking from the party to Jeremy's house when they should have been looking from Aaron's house to the party. Right. So like they're not even in the right vicinity whatsoever. Um, another thing is they had the cars year wrong. So it wasn't a 1998 Pontiac Grand Am. It was a 1988 Pontiac Grand Am, which makes a huge difference in the look of the car does it yeah an 88 is very boxy and by 98 it was more of that rounded body style
3: honestly i don't even know what kind of car that is never heard of it before it's
2: pontiac grand Am, ashley (laughs)
3: you should get get better
2: knowledge on your cars
3: i have none absolutely none if i had to be a witness and identify a car i'd be like it's a car it has four wheels that's about it all i got well it makes a huge difference (laughs) maybe the color what'd you say it was a pontiac what it was a black 1988 pontiac grand Am. Ooh, that's an ugly car. Yes. It was Aaron's
2: prized possession, so that was rude of you.
3: Oh, sorry, Aaron. You know what it kind of looks like? Your Cutlass.
2: No, my Cutlass was rounder than that. And my Cutlass was a 90s model. It wasn't boxy like that.
3: Yeah. Very different. Those don't even look like the same car.
2: My Cutlass was a 1996 Cutlass Supreme, so it was actually closer to the 98, which is rounder. Thank you, ma'am. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Don't be putting down my cars. I don't drive a Cutlass anymore. I've moved on to a minivan. Moving up in the world. For sure. All right. So, anyway, with this new information, they start searching the right end of the county, right? Again, they search and they look into the bodies of water, but they still come up with absolutely nothing. So, that's where this man named Jeremy Sides comes into the picture. Have you ever heard of him? That name sounds familiar. I'm sure Tyler probably knows of him. He has a YouTube channel called Exploring the Nug. Like weed? No, not weed, oh. you dork. I don't know what the
3: Nug stands
2: for. <laughs> like nugs
3: Nugs of weed? Isn't that what they're called? I have no idea, oh. but no, that's not okay. what it stands Sorry. for. Sorry.
2: Um, I don't I don't know what it stands for. It's just called Exploring the Nug. I was gonna say Tyler knew about it because, I mean, I think because it's um he's like a a river treasure hunter,
3: oh, yeah, that's right up Tyler's weirdo alley.
2: I mean, yeah, Jacob too. So he like rides around in his little John boat with his sonar equipment and like goes underwater. He like has metal detectors and he like finds treasure underwater. He's a self-proclaimed YouTube investigator and cold case connoisseur. So Jeremy Sides takes interest in this case. And he actually ends up going over to Tennessee to lend them his expertise. Dude? Yeah, so he uses sonar to check bodies of water in, you know, S- Sparta, Tennessee, in that area. Um, he checks a few locations. He's still coming up with nothing. Um, the last location he checks is the Calf Killer River. He's, I, I, like, I watched the video. It's like a 20-minute video. But I watched the video. He's like, yeah, I've been out for, like, 20 minutes. And at this point, he's been searching all day. Like, he's already searched two other bodies of water. And he just doesn't really seem very optimistic that he's going to find anything. He's
3: looking for treasure? He's not looking for a body? Or he's looking for the body? No, he's looking for them. Okay. Well, he's looking for the car. All right. He said he was going to lend his expertise. Okay. Sorry. Never mind.
2: Yes. Yes. He's going to lend his expertise. He's now, he is now a YouTube investigator and cold case connoisseur. So what I think actually happened, I'm not sure because I didn't look that much into him, but what I think happened is he goes around looking for stuff. And I think he actually found a car underwater and solved a cold case. And people ate it up. They loved it. Yeah, people love that shit. Yeah, so now that's what he's been doing. So now he tells him, like, I'm going to help you try and find Aaron and Jeremy. So he goes out, searches these other bodies of water, comes up with nothing, goes to the Calfkiller River. He's out there for 20 minutes. He's like, you know, this has just been a long day, and, like, I'm not finding anything. This is extremely frustrating. And just as he is, like, kind of voicing his defeat, you can see on his little sonar screen that he drives over, and it is a perfect image of a boxy little car, bottom of the river. And he's like, you know, clearly excited about this because he's like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but like the shape of this looks like it could be a 1988 Pontiac Grandin. He's like, obviously we're not going to know until we get down there, but like the shape of it, and I agree, the shape of it to me 100% looks like very possible that it could. Um, actually, I actually have pictures of it. I'll send you the picture of the the image from his sonar screen. Uh, here it is. Let me text it to you. should have done that ahead of time, but you can just see that it looks like a boxy little car sitting under the water, and it's very cool to me.
3: Yeah, that's really weird looking. Right? But does it look like it
2: very well could be a 1988 Pontiac Grand Am? Yeah. Boxy little car. Mm-hmm. All right. So, anyway. Is it them? I don't know, Ashley. We haven't got that far yet. You do know? I don't know. Okay. The really crazy thing about this, though, is that this car that he finds is only 13 feet under the water. So, not very deep mm-hmm. at all. It's also only 10 feet off the shore um unfortunately though at this point it's late evening so he can't dive for the car it's too it's he's by himself i mean he can't go to water it's not safe so he goes to mark's location and then he just plans to come back the next morning he then makes a really funny joke because he's like the beautiful thing about editing is you don't have to wait and then it like goes to the next morning so you know he's able to be there i thought it was funny he didn't laugh but okay <laughs> thank you thank you patrick star you're welcome oh no that was more spongebob i don't
3: know why i said that yeah patrick is more like a dumb laugh yeah, he's like,
2: oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, that doesn't matter. That's bad.
3: That's the point. Anyway, in the morning,
2: he comes back out and he uses this thing called a live scan. I don't know what that is, but he uses that to mark the car. And then he drags a magnet along the bottom of the river to hook the car. So that way, he like ties the end of it to a tree. It's like on a rope. So he ties it to a tree. And that way, when he dives, he can just like follow the rope down and go directly to the car, which I thought was pretty smart. I don't know, though. I've never went diving. Seems like it would be smart yeah so anyway once he gets down there um he starts going over the car you know checking it for damage he's like well the hood's missing but other than that like it's in pretty good shape all of the windows are still up um so then he like goes around the car goes around the back of the car and you know how like at the bottom of like bodies of water especially like those kinds like rivers and ponds like stuff like that it gets slimy mm-hmm. So, like, the car, you can tell it's, like, covered in, like, this nasty, slimy stuff. So, he starts kind of, like, trying to get it off so he can see, you know, like, if he can find a marker of what kind of car this is. And literally, he's wiping it. And as he's wiping it, just clear as day, in perfect, pristine condition, it says Pontiac. So, then he goes around to, like, where the license plate would be, starts wiping that off. And it's the license plate. It's Aaron's license plate. Like, he has it memorized. It's six numbers. And he's like, oh, my God, I found the car. Like, this is it. So he takes license plate off the car, goes back up to the shore. At this point, the video was posted on December 4th of 2021. I'm assuming that that probably took place earlier in 2021. I'm assuming the police probably made him wait to post this video until they closed the case. But that's just my assumption. I don't know. But anyway, it's, either way, though, I mean, it's been over 21 years. Right. Because they went missing in April of 2000. So it's been like... What, 21 and a half years in 2021? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. And they literally were in the river the whole time 10 feet from the shore and 13 feet under the water, like in this river, and nobody found them. That's crazy. So he ends up calling Sheriff Page, and it's really a heartwarming moment. Um, Sheriff Page comes and he's like, brother, I just got to give you a hug. Like, you have no idea how much this means to our community. You're amazing. And then Sheriff Page calls in to dispatch to verify the license plate number and sure enough dispatch says yep that's the foster's license plate number and i thought this was kind of funny but he's like oh well we found him. and all i can think is like you didn't do anything right you didn't do injection like you just showed up he found the car <laughs> but whatever he was like we found him, you know taking credit but whatever anyway license plate definitely matches so they are able to get a truck out there to pull the car out and finally the case is solved so essentially they just went off the road if you look at the road it was a really big curve and it looks like they just went around the curve too fast and went right off the river literally runs directly next to the road so that's awful initially i mean initially they kind of thought that maybe they had went off the road because they were rushing back home because of like Aaron's curfew but then like i was reading about her dad saying like they didn't even care she didn't come home for two days so i was like well she clearly didn't have a curfew then
3: right she was an adult she was 18
2: so that doesn't make sense she was 18 I don't know it's really crazy to me that this like the river runs directly next to the stretch the stretch of highway it's highway 84 um but one of the reasons why they never found the car on their previous searches is because uh once they realized that the route of travel was wrong and they started searching this stretch of highway at this point it was 2010s and where this like where the car went like where the car is there's a I mean a very very long guardrail i don't know how long it is but i would say i mean it's at least like a mile long it's a very long guardrail going around the whole curve to keep you know right. cars from going off so they didn't check there because they checked police reports and there hadn't been any reported damage to that guardrail
3: right but it was before the guardrail
2: yes how did you know that
3: because i'm smart
2: okay well <laughs> i was really surprised by that sorry that was my next line I'm
3: sorry to steal your thunder
2: is that they didn't search here because there wasn't any record of guardrail damage. For this section of the highway. Like there was damage to the guardrail, but none of it matched up with the dates of Aaron and Jeremy's disappearance. So they didn't check there. But the reason for that is because back in 2000, there was no guardrail there.
3: <gasps> Shocking. I'm so shocked. Read that for me. I'm sorry. But anyway, that's it. I just thought it was really cool. I came across it on TikTok. And I'm sure it shook you to the core because it was about bridges and waters and cars.
2: It wasn't about a bridge, it was just water.
3: Okay, well, whatever. The road went next to. Water.
2: Yes, my biggest fear is just going into water in general. It doesn't matter if it's a bridge. It doesn't matter if it's like just. I, I really don't like big bodies of water. Yes, I know you hate the beach. Don't really like pools. I mean, pools are fine, but no, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not 100 against pools. I do not like the ocean. You don't like lakes. It's too vast. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of big bodies of water. But this is why. So anyway, public service announcement to you and anyone that listens that cares about me. If I go missing. If you leave me in the bottom of a freaking body of water for 21 years, I'm going to haunt you. I don't care if you got to go buy a scuba suit yourself. I will scuba dive for you. you better get down there and find me in my car. Do not leave me down there.
3: You know, one of Tyler's biggest fears is scuba diving, but I'll make him scuba dive for you. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he afraid of scuba diving? Uh, He's afraid of like being underwater, like scuba diving caves. When we were in Mexico, we went to the cenotes, Mm -hmm. which are like underwater caves. Or underground cave water things that you swim in. Mm -hmm. He was a chicken shit the whole time. Was he? He was so afraid. Yes. (laughs) He wanted to rent life jackets. And you told him no? We're fine. And he was like, I just think it's a good idea. (laughs) We're not renting life jackets. We're not paying $10 for a life jacket. Come on. And we were in the water for like four minutes. Tops. And he was like, okay, you ready to get out?
2: That's funny. All right. Well, I've already told Allison this. If I go missing... She said the first place she's going to look is Jacob, but if in fact Jacob didn't do it... it's so always the spouse. Yeah, well, if in fact Jacob didn't do it, most likely it will be him, but if Jacob didn't do it, I need you to check all the bodies of water. Yes, ma'am. Every last one. Even if you got to buy, buy a scuba suit yourself, I don't care. You better get down there and get me out of there.
3: But yeah, this guy's got a whole YouTube channel, though. I would search the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota for you. Oh, you're so sweet to me, but I would never
2: be caught out in Minnesota. <laughs> no offense to anyone that lives in Minnesota...
3: Cold It's not for
2: me. It does not seem to be anywhere I would want to go. I do not like the cold either. In the summer, it's not cold. No, not really. But all right, let's go ahead and wrap up this bonus episode because we've got another episode to record for next week. So I don't know how we want to finish these off because these are different. So we should probably just um, do like a separate one. If they're in our Patreon, they probably know all the other stuff. Yeah. So peace out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. And um, we'll see you next time we do a bonus episode, which is up in the air right now because there's not enough of you in here. But if we could get 50 of you, you'd get one a month. At least. I'll see if I can find any cool ones on TikTok. It doesn't have to be on TikTok. It can literally be anywhere. I know. You can find a cool one anywhere. Anywhere you want. Alright. Well, we'll see you. We'll catch you on the flip side.
0: 18 plus.